Kingdom Real Estate Investors, I have a very different and very special announcement for you today. At the end of this month, on August 25th and 26th, we are hosting a virtual summit called the Kingdom Real Estate Investors Summit. This is happening inside our private Facebook community, and we want to invite you for absolutely free to attend this summit. This is going to be hosted by myself and a dozens of others who are inside of our mastermind, and we're going to be talking uh, about the topics that are working inside of our community on, on how to use our business as ministry, how to use real estate for kingdom purposes, how to raise capital as a kingdom-minded capital raiser, how to find deals in a challenging market, uh, how, to, how to profit and build a business through real estate syndication. And so if you want to learn about any of these topics, I want to invite you to join us at the Kingdom Real Estate Investor Summit. You're going to want to go to KingdomREISummit.com. That's KingdomREISummit.com. Uh, register, and then you're going to be giving a special private link to our Facebook community, which you can join We'll get you approved, and we will see you on Thursday, August 25th, and Friday, August 26th for the first Kingdom Real Estate Investors Virtual Summit. We will see you then. Cheers. Six years ago, Ellis Hammond's entire mission changed. He was a full-time college pastor with vision and passion, but broke. Now, a full-time real estate entrepreneur, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Real Estate Investors, the number one community for faith-driven leaders impacting the world through real estate investing. If you're a kingdom-minded real estate investor or entrepreneur seeking to advance God's kingdom outside the church walls, welcome to the Kingdom REI podcast, where Ellis interviews Christian entrepreneurs and investors focused on advancing God's kingdom through real estate investing. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Kingdom Real Estate Investor Podcast Show. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, here with my co-host, Cameron Roy, and this is the podcast show for kingdom leaders, kingdom real estate investors, uh, and we exist to really share and, and spotlight the stories of other kingdom-minded entrepreneurs, investors who uh, want to see the kingdom advance through business, through real estate, and, and we have a special guest, actually a guy that I'm really fond of. I've known him for a while. He's actually part of our community for a, a long time as a Swiss army knife is the best way I can say. He did everything with Pete. And so excited to have these guys on the show. What's up, Pete? What's up, Cameron? Hey, guys. Good to see you. Hello. I'm like you, Ellis. I freaking love Pete. He's uh, one of my favorite people, hero as far as husband, father, businessman, entrepreneur. So I'm just ecstatic to be here talking with Pete today. Yeah, because the reason I brought Pete on today, you know, Pete worked for Kingdom REI um, for about a year and, and helped me with a lot of things, kind of helping get some things off the ground. Uh, interesting background is why I was really drawn to Pete and, you know, brought him on the team for a, a, a long time. He has a background of launching 10, more than 10 companies spanning across multiple industries. Uh, he's worked for Fortune 5 companies as well uh, with, you know, $10 billion of op in operations, you know, leading teams of literally a thousand people. And so uh, he's, you know, he's, he's an expert in kind of building processes and systems, you know, and finally Pete and I got together at the end of last year and said, hey, man, you know, like uh, clearly you have a vision for kind of helping 
folks like me, but doing this on your own and, and doing some bigger things. And he's gone off and launched his own thing, which is why I'm excited to bring him on the show today. And so if you're a CEO or you're a, you know, executive leader in your company or you're, you're building a company, I think today is going to be really excellent, not just in terms of operations and procedures and building that, but also like really fulfillment and helping, you know, Pete's kind of passion is not just help people be more efficient in business, but really find more fulfillment, um, both spiritually and personally. And so excited to have him on, on this show today. And so Cameron, I don't want to waste any time, man. Will you just pray for us and then we can kind of jump into today's episode? Yeah, no problem. God, thank you for today. I thank you for an opportunity for Ellis and I to connect with our brother, Pete, and just to hear about what you're doing in his life and his business, um, how you're taking his talents and um, just being faithful with them to bless people and men and business owners, God. And I pray this conversation would just encourage somebody listening today, um, would fill them with joy and encouragement and, and maybe even a challenge, Lord. So just utilize this time to glorify you and bless our conversation. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Pete, man, so give us, you know, uh, give our audience kind of exactly, you know, who you're really serving, kind of what you're up to in in this world, you know, serving entrepreneurs, serving business leaders. Yeah, thanks, Allison. Thanks for having me on. I'm really, as I love working alongside you. I love the kingdom. I love your heart. And I'm just excited to be back today. So thanks for the time. Yeah. And honestly, I think a lot of what I'm doing today has really been a springboard from what you're doing, where I really was mentored by you in a way where I just loved the way that you wanted to bring kingdom to business. And I think that really has helped me create and craft my vision for this, which is really helping executives, kind of that midlife male executive that's trying to run a company, whether it's real estate or any other industry. But that individual who was me I'm kind of speaking to my own avatar, but when I was running a fortune five companies, managing, like you said, over 10 billion and thousands of employees, I got lost and I truly got lost because I started to focus on the X's and O's. I got focused on vocation and I started to sacrifice in all other areas of my life because pursuit became the objective and pursuit of success became the objective. And it really took me, I feel like God took me on a journey to really figure out what was really successful and what the definition of success was. And it was kind of a rough, you know, 80 year at sandpaper for a while for me to really come, come full circle. And, and now I feel a passion to come and help those male leaders, those primarily executive C-level executives find a rebalancing of the equation of what success looks like, what vocational and personal professional balance looks like how to find success extreme success by becoming the ultimate leader father and and uh and servant leader but really keeping balance in all areas of your life so that vocationally spiritually physically mentally relationally everything stays in tune because as as a male myself included when success becomes your primary objective it's easy to start losing yourself and then it's easy to start getting off balance. So for me, I always try to focus on helping leaders become the, the ultimate leader. So the ultimate father, husband, and servant leader, and then helping take that and then apply that to their business so that they can maximize business success as well. Yeah. Like, so it's really interesting. So like thinking about your avatar and who you serve, you know, a lot of the guys, by the way, you serve, I mean, this is, you serve mostly men. Am I right in that idea? Like your clientele is mostly men. 
primarily, yes. Yeah, and again, not that you probably don't serve women, but even if you're a woman listening to the show, maybe you are partnered with, you know, an entrepreneurial male. This can be very helpful for maybe the way you communicate and uh, and and speak to that that partner of yours. But you know, what's interesting, Pete, and I'm curious to get your input on this. Like, I feel like most guys in that kind of have reached that pinnacle in which they would be ready to work with you. They're, they've experienced success or making money in order to get there. And like, and I even think about this in my own life, man, like in order to get here, I've had to be out of balance. Like it's taken extreme sacrifice, like extreme sacrifice. And so I'm just curious on when you talk about balance, like what does that even mean? Like even how, how, how do you get someone who spent the majority of their career out of balance? back into balance like and is that possible what does that mean and then can we continue to find success in this level of balance right and i think i still wrestle with that of like what is balance like you know what i mean so i think that's i'd love to talk about that with you yeah i love that you asked that question because i think that's that's kind of the number one objective that i have is when i'm serving people is to help them understand that it's not an either or equation the challenge is trying to find that sweet spot so that you can try to find what most people feel is like unachievable. And I think certainly in times of my success or when I was successful or when I was in executive leadership, there was times where I had to work 80, 90 hour weeks. Like you just had to sacrifice. You had to burn kind of both ends of the candle for a while. But I think what a lot of men do is they get really heavily weighted towards the areas that are winning And if they're losing, they just try to shut those doors and they try to walk away from them. They try to ignore them. And I think when it comes to true success is understanding what drives you for success, because a lot of us men, I don't know if you're familiar with the childhood philosophy of just like many of us grow up with, with father wounds, the the John Eldridge philosophy, right? So a lot of us, we grow up lacking the validation. We grew up seeking the attaboy from our dad. And then what we did is we end up converting that into business success. So now we're trying to find success. We're trying to find attaboys, which drives us relationally or drives us occasionally as adults. But I think it's always like, what is the root cause? What drives you for success? Is it because you're just thriving or is it because you're trying to find validation in it? And if you're finding validation in it, your chances are you're losing in some other area of your life, which oftentimes is relational and your family side of the equation, which now it becomes a a cost benefit analysis is how much are you sacrificing in one area to win in another area? And I think men, us as men, we're just, we're naturally designed to be producers. We wanna achieve something. We wanna create something with our hands. We like to win, we hate to lose. And if you're really conditioned that way, it's easy for you to turn off the relational the spiritual, the physical side of your life in pursuit of the vocational, because at least the vocational you're winning. So you just stay in that Avenue. And I think that's my constant, uh, my constant goal with executives is helping them find healing, find growth in those relational areas of their life, find healing in the restoration of their marriage, find the emotional connection back with their kids, and then helping them get to a place where now they're using that, as a, they're regaining the superpower and the relational side of their life. And then they can trans, they can transfer those powers to create even more vocational success. Yeah. You yeah, know, I, I, that makes complete sense. We're like, you know, 
where where I'm experiencing momentum is where I want to spend more time at. And, you know, if my marriage is, is tough right now, or I mean, parenthood has never been bad because I have a 14 month old and it's always fantastic. Right. My kids actually yeah. still like me. Um, but like, I can see that, right. Where it's like, no, I, I want to spend more time in that, which is finding momentum versus the thing that's really hard to go into. Right. Maybe there's been a tough season of marriage or something like that. So where like, if someone's listening to the show and that resonates with them, like it resonates with me, like, where do you start to, you know, if I mean, it's like, no one really wants to go towards friction, but like, what is the best way to go towards it? Well, what I typically do is when I, when I talk to someone, cause oftentimes I'll get people coming to me that are looking for business success and I actually help them. We actually step back a few paces and take a different perspective on where they are in their life. So we try to do an analysis of kind of where they would grade themselves like out of a one to five in all areas of their life. So we go spiritually, relationally, physically, um, emotionally, and then vocationally, but we start to identify where the pain points are. And typically those pain points are, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So oftentimes a lot of men that are, that fall into this avatar would typically be successful and vocational, but the other areas of their life, even their, their personal validation, their, their self-worth wouldn't score that high. The relational would score low. And typically that's very common for people that are ultra successful as, as are entrepreneurs. And so what they've done is they've, they've just, they can't win in one area. So they just focus on the vocational. So what I help them do is we start to, you know, dig a little bit deeper and we start to find healing. We find, start to find a restoration. And I think men oftentimes are very, especially in the church, we're taught to not focus on ourselves. We're, ta we're taught to focus on others. And I think men have to learn how to heal from their own, their own trauma, their own pain. Men need to learn to love themselves just like God loves us. We need to heal from the potentially those father wounds we grew up with. And then we, once we love ourselves, then we're able to give what we have because it's hard for us to love our kids and our wives unless we love ourselves. So once we are able to give what we have rather than give what we don't have, now we're able to, you know, create healing in our family. Now we're be, now we're able to go back to work and go back to the leadership position that we have with an, a renewed energy, a renewed spirit, a renewed power. Because ultimately, the emotional area that most men turn off to become vocational superpowers, that emotion is actually a superpower that we're missing because love is the most powerful force on earth. So as, as executives, if we don't have love in our life and we don't love ourselves, we don't have that connection from our family, we're really incapacitated when it comes to vocation. So we, we're lacking, we're bleeding power. So I always want to help men become supercharged because when they start to love themselves, because they are child of God, they're a husband, they're a father, they're a beloved son, you know, a sibling, a child when they love themselves just because they're beautiful people, it's amazing what it does to them because now they get satisfaction at every moment of every day. Whereas before they, they associated their self value with their success. So if success was limited, their value was limited. If, because of course they knew if they go back home, the relationship was a struggle. So they weren't going to get it there. So once again, they're back to the work, working 90 hour weeks, trying to find success based on a, a numerical value. Yeah, no, I love what you um, what you shared at the beginning of the show. Like, you know, you you really help people who are struggling with purpose and passion 
and I think I love the way you define that, who continue to kind of go back to the broken cistern, right? As the script is that the the analogy there of I believe that's Isaiah where you know you talked about the or Jeremiah, you know, the broken cisterns, right? Of like that's the 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 pot that can never kind of is constantly draining, it's broken, it can never kind of hold the fulfillment. Yet it's what we continue to go back to to find seek purpose and passion uh when the reality is like we you know there's only so much you can squeeze from that right yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean i think about you know my time like in some ways you're kind of doing pastoring like you're doing uh counseling like what does that start Mm -hmm. with is it like how how do you help people identify is that just a confession i mean i realize i gotta realize that if i guess i'm working with you i do realize that but i mean dude that just sounds like gospel to me like this is this is what God does for us in Christ. He shows us that we're beloved, that our value is beyond the work that we do. I mean, how do you help an executive dive into that? And where does that work really, that transformation really begin? I think ultimately stems from from my personal experience of just going through life and going through tough times and then wishing there was someone there that could help me when oftentimes it felt like it was just radio silent and you were just craving for someone, some mentor to come and walk alongside me. And now for myself, having been at the top of one of the largest corporations in America, I start to see, I start to see other men, I see marriages, and I, and I have a heart for those people, because I see that, that things aren't the way they should be. And I see them trying to fake it till they make it. And then I see a whole world of people that are bragging about KPIs and about assets under management, and they're bragging about, you know, worldly things. And yet, I know that you can tell in their eyes that, that they're dying inside because they're, they don't feel that love. They don't feel that success. And Tony Robbins says success without fulfillment is failure. And I think so many of us inside the church don't really understand that we are beloved sons, that we, that we are truly loved by God. And it's kind of that analogy of squeezing an orange, what comes out is orange juice. I think so many men, when you put them under pressure, they don't have love coming out because they don't have it inside. They don't love themselves. So I think for me, I'm always, I'm always just looking to connect with that man to, to explain to them first off, like, I'm just, I'm just reaching back and helping you because I was that guy a few years ago. I was the guy that was struggling, but I also understand the pressures of an executive because I was there. I understand what you're thinking. I understand what you're going through. And it doesn't take too many questions to figure out where they've let things slip. And I think most executives are struggling to keep, you know, keep everything together. We're, you're trying to juggle it all the times and you're trying not to drop too many, too many balls. But I think most people don't feel like they can manage them all. And then they, like we were saying before, they, they'll go to where they're best and they'll drop the ones that they're weakest at. So I'm always just helping counsel them and and provide that loving support. Dude, like, but want- what is the solution? So like, for example, you know, like most of the people who are listening to the show are like me, like all of our team, like we're working on huge deals, right? A yeah. ton of at risk. Like, you know, we got a lot on the line. And then like, it's weird, right? Because you, you're going through this during the day, you wake up, you work on that, you know, and you get to like four or five o'clock and like, the same is on like, the risk doesn't go away just because it hits right. four o'clock, right? Or five o'clock. No, it doesn't. And then, you know, it's like, then we go upstairs or you go back home and you spend time with your family. But the reality is like, you know, that this thing isn't closed yet, or you know that everything's still on the line. Like, what is the, the, the help to that? Right. Or like, I'd just be curious kind of how 
I mean, I even think about some, you know, it doesn't have to be real estate. Maybe it's another industry where the big project or a big deal or whatever it might be. And the reality is like, I'm still a husband. I'm still a father, but I still have to go, you know, go home and, and be a, be a leader there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what does that really look yeah. like? And, and, and what are maybe some, I don't know. I love some wisdom in that area. Yeah. And I'm glad I love that you brought that up because I think it comes down to three words that I always use. And then it kind of comes down to love. And I think it comes down to action or being active, being present and being engaged. And I think it's all meant to be an assertive action oriented, a proactive approach to everything. But I think if you look at this in a spiritual aspect, Satan wants to always keep us as men from being currently engaged in the moment. And if you see most men, we're living in regret and we're obsessed about a future outcome. And yet we're not living in the moment. We're not active. We're not present and we're not engaged, which means we're really, we're not, we're not connected in the moment with our wives and kids. We're not focused on the, the current blessing that we have. We're not emotionally present. Our minds aren't there with our family. Our minds are somewhere else. Our emotions are somewhere else. And some of us are regretting business decisions that went south or something that happened in our past. So the enemy really has us everywhere but here. And when he does that, he takes us into this kind of fourth dimension where we can't survive. I can't fix the past. I can't change the future. All I can do is show up today and work my butt off today. And I think it's kind of the, it's, it's the same as the Garden of Eden where the enemy has always had us as humans striving for something that we can't have or trying to change and trying to seek more and more knowledge. And I think so many business professionals are striving or obsessing about the future and regretting the past, and they are not enjoying the journey today. It's, it's all about outcomes. And if you're, if you, if you can enjoy the journey and all you want to do is get from A to Z and Z is all that you care about and A to X or A to Y is really like, you don't even care. You're not experiencing, you're not enjoying it to the fullest. And, and you hear a lot of professionals will say this, well, when I get there, then life will be great. Well, the sad thing is when I get there, there becomes here and there just moved and the goalposts keep moving. And I think that's the critical part is as an executive, certainly we have pressure. Certainly we have, you know, you have to close those deals and those are important, but if we're not enjoying today, well, then we're losing the battle and we're missing out on God's goodness for our lives because we're missing tomorrow may never come. So even though I have the stresses of today, I have to be active, present, engaged. Because if I don't, yeah, Satan's got me. Yeah. From Pete, be active, present, engaged, and lead with love. That's on my computer. Sticking out of way. Nice. You know, I do. No, I, I relate to that, man. Because, like, you know, in this business of real estate, you know, it's it's always about the next deal, right? Like, in you know, right now, for example, working on this big deal, closing August, and it's like you almost kind of like find myself like, man just get let's get to august right like things will be okay or better or like man like every day is kind of that data circled that's the big project we're working on and you kind of like try and it's almost just like every day is kind of working towards that day in august right instead of man am i really enjoying and doing things today that you know are really feeling fulfilling me and i i think a lot of maybe there's someone listening who who is there as well, right? Of like, you know, this industry is all about the next deal, but the reality is as soon as I get to that day in August, yes, things will be easier yeah. in the sense that we've closed that deal, but guess what? 
got to go close the next deal, right? I mean, that's yeah. our business. And so if I'm not learning, as you say, to enjoy the A through Y and enjoy the person I'm becoming in the process of learning to close big deals and leading my family right in that area and who I have to become to close big deals and love my family, I'm missing out on a ton of joy and a ton of life. And uh, I really resonate with that in a big way, man. I love that. And I think I, I did some keynotes for a bunch of high school grads lately. And the question everyone asks the grad is like, what are you going to do next? And my keynote is always, who do you want to become? Because if you want to become the man of God that you're created to be, God will help you lead you to do the things that are excellent. He'll help you achieve amazing success. But if doing is your number one priority rather than being, you're going to miss out on life. And I think all too many men are human doings and we're just robotic. We check off boxes. We go through the motions, but emotionally we're, we're vacant in terms of leading with love. We're vacant. All we do is execute. And those men are missing out on this, uh, the beauty of life. They're missing out on the absorption of love from others. They're not giving love. So they've taken that superpower out of their lives. When you're a human being and you're emotionally engaged, you're active, present, engaged, you're living with love, leading with love, and that is your driver, success becomes, you know, unavoidable and your life will become so enriched on the journey. Yeah, I think it's a principle across most things like the those who are most attractive to work with are like those who seem like they don't need it. They don't need it as much, right? right. Like yeah. that success does not have a grip on their life is like, or I mean, I don't, you know, I don't need the money. Like, you know, the best salesperson is the person who's selling on their back foot, right? Cause they don't, yeah. it's not like this pressure of like, they're great salesmen, they're tactful, but they're tactful in that they lead with, Hey, I'm here to serve and help you know, I'm going to make this sell, but I don't need this sell. And I think it's kind of, it's learning to not let that grip who you are and who you become. And ultimately, man, I think that's really truly found in, like, as you mentioned, I love that, that your faith has been a part of this, that that's rooted in the gospel and gospel love. And that uh, when we find our true identity, you know, we talked about this in an early, early episode of Ryan Smith, he said, you know, most people in on this planet as in the world of business are always looking at something in the future to give them identity, right? To give them a purpose. That's what everyone is kind of motivated by. He's like, but what makes us so different and so powerful as Christians is that we're looking to something in the past, namely the death of Christ, right? Who in the resurrection of Christ that gives us our identity and our power and our affirmation that we are children of God. Uh, if we believe in that. And I just think like that has always stuck with me of like, man, am I as focused, if not more focused on something in the past, Christ's life, death and resurrection, as I am on my accomplishments in the future. And most of the times where I'm unhealthy, I'm more focused on the future than I am in the past. It's why, and Cameron can maybe speak to this. And look, Cameron, I'd love to hear your a morning routine because the thing that roots and grounds me in that is my morning devotion like is my time in the word is prayer right like that's what causes me to look back because without that i probably would not just look back so yeah. uh cameron i'd love to hear that man i think it'd be really cool for you to share like what how that's evolved and, and kind of your commitment mm -hmm. to that and, and how that's been really fruitful for, for you in this season yeah, good question. I appreciate that. Um, and if my Wi-Fi is finicky, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. It's that heat's burning up all these cables down here in Texas. Um, 
Yeah, so my morning routine is pretty solid now. I mean, it doesn't really ever change. And I've learned kind of this thing from Jack Willick, like discipline equals freedom. And, and the areas that I find the most discipline, I find the most freedom. It's just the way it works. It's, um, and I think it's a biblical principle as well, um, to discipline your body. So I wake up in the morning, every morning early, about six o'clock. Um, some people do four or five o'clock, go get them. For me, six is great. And uh, get ready, turn the lights in the living room. And I sit down with the word of God and I just read my, my church right now. We're reading through the New Testament together as a church this whole year. So I'm just following along with my church and the curriculum they put out. And often I'll be reading something extracurricular. Right now I'm reading The Spiritual Disciplines by Donald Whitley, which is a great book. And I'll pray, I'll journal, and I'll move on, man. And that sounds so simple and easy. It's because it is. But it's very difficult to consistently execute on. And I've learned that just like some things in my life are non-negotiable, like you know, eating dinner, I'm going to eat dinner, whether it's on the fly or planned out and prepped, uh, this morning routine of mine needs to stick. And it just, I'm not a, I'm nobody to be impressed with, honestly, like ask my wife, but I can see how God has changed me, my love for him, my hatred for sin, my cleaving to him, not to the world and things of the world. through just being very simple in the mornings and saying, look, God, the day I have no clue to hold. I've got these meetings, they happen, they might not, I don't know. But what I do know for sure is I need you. I'm already tempted. I'm already, you know, in a bad mindset or maybe I'm in a, a vulnerable mindset. I don't know. But first and foremost, I need you, Lord, to love my wife well, to do my business well, to love my neighbors well, to be a good citizen while I'm driving and not drive like a bat out of hell, um, all the things. And so that simple routine just works for me. And I would implore that it work for anybody if you do it, honestly. Yeah, no, that's that's good, man. Carving that out and make and again, that's that's the discipline of looking back. And and I think if you're gonna be an entrepreneur or an investor that is rooted and grounded in the past and not the future, um, to have that time carved out to be able to do that is so key. Um Yeah, it's big time. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, man. Pete, this has been awesome, man. I, I think there's we we've really carved out some good nuggets that I, I think enough, uh, you, you, you hit us, you hit a square in the, in the chest, man. I, I hate to go any deeper. People are already hurting, I think, but I, there's work to do here, dude. And I know this is what you do. This is your calling. So you want to serve. What, what does that look like? You know, like who, you know, do you work with anyone? Like, I'd really like for you to kind of explain what does that really look like to work with someone like, you know, work with you specifically who you're really serving and, and how folks can uh, take that step. Yeah, so I, at this point, I've been serving doctors, attorneys, NFL players, uh, UFC fighters, just kind of all the people that are kind of top of their game. But these are all people that are that they just feel like they're trying to put a round peg in a square hole every day. And just life is just not, you know, not bearing the fruit that they want and they're missing out. So really, like you said, my, my goal is to help the next person find ultimate success, both personally and professionally. And and sometimes I'm helping teams, sometimes I'm helping leaders, sometimes I'm helping the executives with their marriage and their wives. So I also do a lot of marriage work on with people. But ultimately, my goal is to really take people to help them empower their company by helping empower that leader to become the ultimate leader so that they can lead by, by example, that they can be the change that they want to see in others. So 
what I what I do is it it changes. It's customized to everyone's needs, but ultimately. My goal is to help your company be as successful as possible to help you find optimization, find success vocationally, but I'm going to come full circle and help you make sure that we've, we've worked in all areas of your life so that you're the most well-rounded, healthy individual, the best father, the best husband, the best servant leader, and that you're really living up to your potential in God and the blessings that God has for your life so that life is beautiful because we all strive for goals, but the question always is, well, what happens if you don't reach those goals? You still need to be empowered. You still need to show up as a husband, as a father. So we really just helping them find success that's agnostic of the vocational milestones that they reach. And then, but when you can work on all areas, it's like everything, the rising tide raises all ships and life becomes beautiful. Yeah. Love that, man. Where, where do folks go to um, get in touch with you? I'm on all the platforms, social media wise, or otherwise uh, visit me at triumphperformanceacademy.com. And I'd love to reach out and talk and help you find ultimate success and be the man that God called you to be. Triumph Performance Academy. Yes, sir. Dot com. And you have a podcast still? Yep. Cameron and I, we've got our podcast as well. Guys, you get to hear Cameron on both shows. How about that? That's right. Yeah, I get enough of Alice. I need to dip into something else. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So, and that's just called what? Triumph Performance Academy podcast? No, that's restoration. It's the restoration of masculinity. So we just help, we help men just step into the calling that God has for them in terms of their, their marriage, their roles in society, their leadership, their relational calling and their marriages. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of in conjunction with what I do, but we're really speaking to the spiritual man to really be who God called him to be. And on the vocational side, I really helped bring the rubber meet the road in terms of bringing your faith, bringing your relationships, taking your vocational calling and tie them all together to, to create maximum success. Cool. Uh, we'll link all that guys in the show notes below. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, man, if you feel like there's someone that needs to hear this episode as much as I do today, share this episode, uh, screenshot it, put it on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you do social media, and let us know that you enjoyed it. Tag somebody, say, hey, check this out. You know, uh, this was helpful for me. And share why. Share why. Give Pete, give Pete some love. Pete, man, I'm grateful for you, dude. Thanks for coming on today. And uh, looking forward to just kind of watching your journey, man, and seeing who you impact along the way. Thanks, brother. Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week, guys. Hey, real estate investors. I hope this show has given you permission to go out into the world and crush it in the name of Jesus. If you want to learn more about our community and locking arms and joining forces with other like-minded investors like yourself, go to thekingdomrei.com to learn more about our mastermind and send an application. We'll see you next week.